0: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Local people, local stories. This is the All Local from 1010 Wins. I'm Larry Mullins, and here are today's top local stories. And we begin this afternoon in Queens, where two men, brothers, are charged with making weapons and explosives. But worse yet, and probably the scariest part of it all, police say they had a hit list. Yeah. Officials say the sheer volume of what they were making, if they succeeded, could probably cause seismic destruction. What in the world? And all of this from inside a Queens apartment. Reporter Marla Diamond leading the broadcast this afternoon, where even the investigators reacted like they'd seen a ghost. Technically, they did. Ghost guns. The brothers live with their mother and another brother who is not charged. Shailene Heffernan lives one floor above them at 36th Avenue and Vernon Boulevard. We've tried to interact all the neighbors in the building, all my neighbors, um, with no luck. They're just in their own little world. 51-year-old Angelo and 39-year-old Andrew Hatsia facing 130 criminal counts related to the gun and explosives possession. Queens District Attorney Melinda Katz says anarchist propaganda was also found. That includes a hit list with the words cops, judges, politicians, celebrities, banker scum scrawled on it. Material expressing views made from famous Made famous by Charles Manson. Both face up to 25 years in prison if convicted. Marla Diamond, 1010 Wins on 92.3 FM in Astoria, Queens. So Winds family, I'm just like you with the question, what in the world were these men planning to do with all that firepower, firepower and when did they plan to use it? The investigation continues. Stay tuned. The city council will vote tomorrow on whether to override Mayor Adams' veto on that controversial police stops bill. It's the one that would require cops to log details, even on the lowest level of encounters, which the mayor insists is just a waste of paper and time. Brooklyn Councilmember Crystal Hudson scheduled her ride along with officers of the 71st Precinct this afternoon. She tells me that the NYPD canceled this morning, and she's disappointed. So being able to speak directly with them during a shift, I think was the purpose of the ride-along. Hutton is co-sponsor of the How Many Stops Act, designed to document police low-level encounters. If you're a black or brown male of any age, a level one stop can escalate. Mayor Adams vetoed the measure. The full city council meets tomorrow. Council Speaker Adrian Adams is confident there are enough votes to override the veto. Juliet Papa, 1010 wins on 92.3 FM. A new survey by the Hospitality Alliance reveals that almost every restaurant owner in the city is against the legislative campaign to get rid of the tip credit system. That system allows restaurants to pay their wait staff who earn tips that are less than minimum wage. Right now, they can pay workers who usually get tips a base salary of at least $10.65 an hour, provided the salary combined with the tips equals or exceeds 16 bucks. Get all that? 16 bucks is the magic number, folks. That's the current minimum wage. Otherwise, they're required by law to pay the worker the difference. The report says restaurant servers often make far more, like 20 to $40 an hour with tips. 95% of the owners who were surveyed say getting rid of the tip credit would cost about 12000 more to employ a full-time tipped employee. And that, they say, could mean higher prices to customers, in which case they'd eliminate the tips altogether to try to keep prices low for you and me. Big lobbying effort in, uh, in Washington underway to convince lawmakers to keep AM radio alive. Some car makers are talking about doing away with the ban from all new cars and sticking with FM radio or satellite. Volvo, BMW, Tesla, all among the companies that have already stopped providing AM tuners in some of their cars. Last year, Ford said it, too, would join in the move. Congressman Josh Gothheimer says, what gives? He says it's not like these car makers he used Elon Musk as an example can't afford to put AM radios in their cars. If Elon Musk can spend the money to send a man on the moon and send a a, a rocket into space, he certainly can afford to uh, keep AM radio in our vehicles. Gothheimer introduced a House bill that would require automakers to include a safety warning on the price stickers of cars that don't have AM radio. He says people need to know that they're buying a car that's missing a key safety feature. Supporters say AM radio is a critical piece of the emergency communications network. The car makers say, please, Americans have other means to get emergency alerts, including their phones. Meantime, another instance of subway violence to tell you about. This one happened about 2.30 in the morning at the Times Square 42nd Street subway station. Uh, Cops say the victim was waiting for a northbound one when somebody came up out of nowhere and just slashed him in the hand with a knife, kept on going. The attacker was arrested at the scene, though. Cops recovered a multi-tool pocket knife, the victim taken to uh, Bellevue, where he is expected to recover. Over on Long Island, a guy who was trying to sell his Rolex literally jumped into action to try and stop some guy from stealing it. Listen to this. Steve Morrow thought he wouldn't have any problems selling his $8,000 Rolex watch on Facebook Marketplace. In fact, he says he found a buyer right away and he thought that buyer was legit. I had done this so many times where uh, we sell, you know, my son's toys that he's done playing with, and I thought that this was the same situation, but it it wasn't. That's because soon after the man tried on the watch, he jumped into his gray Honda SUV. Morrow says he wanted to put up a fight, so he jumped on the hood of the car, but the man kept on driving until Morrow fell off on his front lawn. I made the mistake of of trusting. I should have just come out and and I should have handled the the situation very different. Morrow suffered bruising scrapes he's warning everyone to be careful especially when selling pricey items online and the watch he says was not insured Sophia Hall 1010 wins on 923 FM in Massapequa Park Long Island Mm-mm-mm-mm. AI-generated robocalls, meantime, hitting people all across the country, and they're involving folks in the highest places. We told you earlier this month about fake calls imitating President Biden's voice, making the rounds to voters in New Hampshire, and there have been lots of reports of AI scams in which folks get a phone call that sounds a lot like a family member or a loved one. House Democrats are looking to crack down on that. New Jersey Congressman Frank Pallone introducing the Do Not Disturb Act today. That would expand the definition of a robocall onto, uh, it would include any call or text that includes AI-generated messages, whether they're political or not. It would also up the fines for violators of robocall rules. Two men accused of killing a member of Run-DMC in court today for the start of their trial, 20 years in the making. Ronald Washington and Carl Jordan, Jr., both here on trial at federal court, charged with killing Jam Master Jay inside the recording studio in Merrick Boulevard in Queens back in October of 2002. Jam Master Jay's brilliant career coming to an end with his death at the young age of 37, which led to Run-DMC breaking up a short time later. The prosecutors will argue that the motive for the killing was arguments over cash due in a drug deal. But reps for Jay are saying he was never involved with drugs in any way. Jordan and Washington both face at least 20 years in prison if convicted. They've already pled not guilty. Lenshock well, 1010 wins. 92.3 FM, Brooklyn Federal Court. A third guy is also charged. He'll be tried separately. From $1 homes to homes you can't buy for a buck, that is. They've come out with the most uh, the 15 most expensive neighborhoods in the U.S., And, of course, California and New York are normally considered through-the-roof central when it comes to these kind of things. Well, an area known as South of Market in San Francisco lists at about $5,400. We're talking per square foot. That's 2,000% higher than the overall U.S. average of $244 per square. Two other California neighborhoods rank second and third. Several areas of Florida, mainly on the coast, range from 2500 to $3,300 per square and New York's West Village. Metropolitan Hill and Hudson Square, which is where we are, lists at $2,400 to $2,600 per square foot. The rankings are based on average price per square using Homes.com listing data. And the quest to find the best bagel in Queens continues. A little while back, we told you that folks would nominate their favorite bagel spots to the Queens Chamber of Commerce for its bagel competition. Well, the nominations are in, and the voting period is now open. In all, 55 shops from all across the borough were nominated from Utopia Bagels in Whitestone to Gotta Get a Bagel in Forest Hills over to Astoria's New York City Bagel and Coffee House. Folks are going, Larry Mullins, you didn't mention mine. Well, I didn't come up with the list. I'm just telling you what's on it for now. One of my favorites is La Bagel over on, uh, what is it, Lafayette in Fort Greene, right around the corner from Lee's Joint. But that's in Brooklyn, so that doesn't count. Anyway, voting starts uh, until, or it's open until Wednesday, February 7th, and the winner will be crowned two days later on February 9th to coincide with National Bagel and Locks Day. Thanks for listening to the all-local from 1010 Winds. And for the latest news, traffic, and weather, tune to 1010 Winds, visit 1010winds.com, or download the Odyssey app to take us wherever you go.